Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Maria Brito. She is a women's empowerment coach. How are you doing today, Maria? I'm doing great, Brad. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to be here with us and share a bit about your story and your journey. And I'm honored and happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. So as mentioned, Maria, you are a women's empowerment coach. You're also a breathwork and tantra teacher and a yoga instructor. That's a hell of a lot of hats you wear, Maria. How do you find the time (laughs) to fit it all in? And what do you do to prioritize it all? Well, it's a way of life for me. (laughs) I practice what I live. I teach what I live. I practice all of these things daily and I incorporate them into my coaching. So it's like breathing for me, something that comes so natural. And this is the beauty of the world that we're in now that I can teach this work via Zoom. And it gives me more flexibility to work from home and reach a broader audience because I work with women from all over the world in different time zones. And with each woman, I use either Tantra, breathwork, yoga, or all the things. I like to say all the things. (laughs) (laughs) And when I do this work, I do it with my clients. I actually do the breath. I do the Tantra, I do the yoga, I do all that. So I'm filling my cup as well. So love it. Yeah, Yeah. I was just on an interview earlier today. And we were talking about how much things have changed in the world in terms of the relationships that have been created. As you mentioned, your clients are all over the world. And all of this came out of that horrible start to the (laughs) pandemic. And yes, there has been a lot of terrible loss and tragedy and whatnot through that. But I think if we look at the silver linings of all of that, the incredible things that have come out of it, just as these relationships that have been able to be built, because we were not living in a virtual world before this. So Mm -hmm. this whole pandemic has spawned an incredible new, new world, we might as well say. And, and forge so many amazing relationships and beautiful things that have come out of it. It's just, so it truly true. has been a gift, I would say. I think so too. I agree. How long have you been a women's empowerment coach, Maria? Well, well my journey started in 2013 when I moved to the Middle East. I moved to Jordan and I started a yoga studio there and I started teaching. And through the teaching of the yoga all these things were coming out of my mouth. <laughs> all these, all these things were, I was speaking and women after class would come to me and say, okay, that thing you said while we were in Shavasana or that thing you said, when we were, you know, in mountain pose or whatever. I was like, I don't remember what I said. I don't remember what I said, but I'm it glad it served flows. you. Thank you very much. See you tomorrow. And it just kept happening over and over again. And like, and then I realized, I'm like, I am speaking some deep truths that women need to hear. And 
I started writing. I started writing a lot. What was the downloads that I kept getting of things that I needed to say during class. And mm -hmm. I started a training to become a coach and, and that's where it began. That's how it began. <laughs> so why did you decide to focus your energy on business on helping to empower women? Did this journey begin with some of your own personal struggles? Absolutely. I, I feel any empowerment coach will tell you that an event in their life became the catalyst for this work as it was for me. So yes, absolutely. It was a moment in my life when I found myself at the lowest, at the lowest. Could you share a little bit about that with us here? Sure. I have to say my journey to discovering my worth began when my youngest daughter, who is now 26, <laughs> was six months old. And I dealt with postpartum depression after her birth and something I had never experienced before. Depression was, was something that I saw my mother go through as I was growing up. And my husband and I were living in England at the time. So I was away from my family. And so it was an even harder time for me. And I finally got the courage and gathered the strength to come out of the house. <laughs> and you know, England is very cold and very yes. dreary and I'm from the Caribbean. So <laughs> add that to the sunshine girl, that is not a good mix at all. And I finally got the courage to get out of the house and go to a little party at a girlfriend's house. And I went upstairs to change my daughter's diaper. And on the way down, I tripped and I fell mm. down the stairs with my little girl in my arms. Oh my gosh. And yeah, thankfully nothing happened to her, but it was, it was a bad fall and she fell on me and, yeah. and not me on her. But that triggered a panic attack right. and that felt like a heart attack. <laughs> I thought that was the end for me. I ended up in the ER and I was told that I was experiencing anxiety and I was given some pills to deal with it. Right. And then the anxiety started to get so bad that, and the only way I learned how to control it was by numbing myself, numbing myself with tranquilizers, numbing myself with alcohol. I officially had hit rock bottom there and it was a really dark time for me. It was a really dark time. And I realized that in that process, I was not being given the tools to get out of that deep cave that I had entered. So yeah, that was the lowest place I've ever been. Pretty dark. So what was the breaking point then or the light bulb moment for you with your story where you said to yourself, okay, this has got to stop. I got to start pulling myself out of this and taking care of myself. I was becoming my mother and I didn't want to live like that anymore. Feeling hopeless no zest for life. It was basically that moment when I ended up on my knees asking, why me? Why now? When my daughters needed so much of me. I had another daughter at that time too, my six-year-old. So I was dealing with two little kids at home, going through all this. My husband's working you know, many hours in a strange land by myself. I wanted to be more. I didn't want my daughters to feel the way I felt watching my own mother struggle with depression and the feelings I felt seeing my mother not stand up for herself and not wanting to heal herself in turn made me feel guilty and yeah. unworthy of being loved as a daughter. And I, I never wanted that for my children. So that was it. Yeah. I, I wanted to find the fix and I knew that the fix had to start with me. So what was your journey like then in terms of overcoming all of this? How did you start to overcome your personal struggles and get on the path to where you wanted to be? I knew that it was up to me and me alone. And if I wanted things to change, that I had to change. Right. And so I started reading all I could on all the holistic ways to treat depression and anxiety and I started to learn different modalities, one of them being yoga, which led me to breath work, which led me to Tantra. 
which led me to coaching. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's funny how, I mean, I, I don't think it's, I, I say it's funny. I, I think that, I think things happen to us for a reason. Yes. And my calling, my deep calling was to help women through anxiety, was to help women bust through depression. And I had to experience it myself in order to be able to teach from a place of knowing. Right, right. Yeah. Well, as they say, life happens to us or things in life happen for us, not to us. Yes. Yes. So true. So, so true. So then, Maria, how would you say these experiences have helped shape the Maria you are today, do you think, both personally and professionally? Oh, my goodness. It has completely shaped who I am. I always say that whatever has happened to you has happened for a reason. So to make you a stronger version of who you are today, of the you of today. So each event has allowed for another layer of myself to be peeled. And I always say that we are like an onion. We're like, mm. we, there's so many layers to ourselves. And, and as you peel that onion, you know, as you peel an onion, you, you sometimes it brings tears to your eyes, right? Yeah. And it's the process of peeling those layers might be painful, but usually it is painful. But those tears are so worth getting closer to the core of the luminous being that you are, of your highest self. Getting to the other side, getting through it. Yes, to the core. Yeah. To the core. Now, of course, I'm going to assume then you're a huge advocate of self-love, body positivity, and of course, women's mm -hmm. empowerment. Can you speak a little bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? Well, having turned 50 this year, I have to say I've seen my body take many shapes and sizes. <laughs> I've been <laughs> 120 pounds and I've been 240 pounds. My body has shifted time and time again. And I teach women to love themselves in all the faces in all the faces, in my teaching of power of Tantra, I teach them to connect to the Shakti, to their divine feminine force that lies within each woman. And we can light that fire each day and exude sensuality and embody that magnetizing power, no matter what size we are. As women, we have enough poisons that we deal with every yeah, day. Yes. So how about we just work on loving ourselves more fully and completely? That's like, just work on that. And if you're working on that, then you're going to feel good and you're going to sue that. And I, another thing that I teach women is that it's okay to feel good. Most women that come to me feel unworthy of feeling good. Right. And it's, it's something that women battle with and it's okay for us to feel pleasure and to talk about ourselves and raise ourselves up. You know, we're our own cheerleaders. And it's okay to For do sure. That. Everything starts with the foundation of self. Absolutely. Everything oh, yeah. starts there. Yes. And I think once mm. we realize that and start to work on that, your, yeah. your whole world is going to shift. Your whole world is going to open up and things are going to drastically change for the better. Yes. Cause you're sending that you're, you attract the vibration you send out. That's it. Exactly. I love it. Yes. Yes. You have said that your focus is on assisting women in their journey to connect to what needs to be healed within in order to create space for what women want to manifest. Why is this mission so personally important to you, Maria? We have to enter the cave that we fear. 
in order to find the treasure that we seek. I love that. This beautiful, (laughs) there's a, that's a beautiful quote. I can't remember exactly who wrote it, but it's always stayed with me and we cannot fully manifest what we desire without clearing what keeps coming back to haunt us. I call myself a shadow worker walker because I walk women through encountering their shadows, which are their limiting beliefs when you get down to it. And these limiting beliefs are the ones that keep coming up time and time again. And most of these beliefs were brought up when there were little girls. And it's something that was not dealt with, talked about, witnessed. And so these thoughts keep coming up and they bring up fear and they keep us small. And then once women encounter these fears, witness them fully and learn to use that energy to serve their highest good, it changes everything for them. Then they're able to manifest beyond their wildest expectations. So this is why I feel it. It's my, my mission in this world to, to help women walk through the shadows. Love it. Self-limiting belief. Beliefs are the worst thing that we as humans, one of the worst things that we have to deal with. I mean, it's bad enough. We've got to deal with external noise from other sources, other people, but it's the self-limiting beliefs and the the internal noise that can be crippling. And that is one of the hardest things to overcome and deal with and fight. I mean, you can beat it down as much as you can, but there's, it's still going to creep back in on, on days here and there, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But if you can get past that and clear that hurdle to where it's not plaguing you every day, again, your whole world is going to shift. Yes. So powerful. But that's, that's the work that takes a lot of work. A lot. It does. It does. It does. And you know, some women are not ready for that work. Yeah. And so that's why I always, you know, do that first consultation and we talk about, you know, what needs to be dealt with. And, and some women, it takes, you know, three sessions with me to bust through it. Yeah. Some women, it takes one session. Some women, it takes an afternoon and some take two years, you know, or three years. So it's work. It's work. That's why we call it the work. That's it. The shadow work. (laughs) So great segue. You had touched, you touched on it very, very briefly there. Can you share a bit about your process when you bring a new client on board and begin to work with them? Sure. We begin with shadow work each Mm -hmm. and every time. It doesn't matter if it's an afternoon workshop, if it's a yoga class, if it's a program online, if it's a retreat, I use powerful breath work, a breath work style. And then I use writing prompts to get the process of purging. I call the purge going <laughs> <laughs> and depending on the amount of time a client chooses to work with me, I decide where the focus will be. For example, I may have a woman who's dealing with anxiety and has not been able to leave the house like mm-hmm. me, like that was my case. Right. And then I might have a woman who just who just went through a divorce and wants to start dating again. So for each of these women, I work, I would work slightly differently, but the process is similar as well in in many ways. Both women would experience aspects of yoga, breath work, life coaching, or what I call witnessing sessions, writing prompts, women's circles. So I do a lot of work in community because I feel that that really helps women not feel alone. Yeah. So any woman that's working with me, even privately, will get to experience a woman's circle where the women, all the women that are working with me at the time will come together 
and there'll be a theme that I share. And, and this is a power, very powerful moment that, that practically brings women to tears immediately because it's just to be able to see a reflection of themselves of what their struggles and is like for another woman. Permission, is, permission is, to, to get up and, and speak and realize that, hey, you know what? I'm not the only one going through this. Yeah, because these women have not allowed themselves to take up space. Right. And so to be able to take space and to be heard without judgment, to be heard and just be held in that kind of container is very powerful. And then, of course, I work with Tantra with each of the women, too. So, yeah. Powerful well, I mean, lesson. really, when it comes down to it, all we really want as humans, women and men, is to be seen and to be heard. Mm -hmm. That's yes. Those are two very basic things, but it's so hard for us to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we keep apologizing for t for taking up time. Yeah. <laughs> and you you mentioned you mentioned anxiety and so many people suffer from this in life oh. and it falls under the mental health umbrella and which I think mm -hmm. still mental health is still kind of looked at as this dirty secret and it's swept under Taboo. the rug like you shouldn't talk about it and yeah. of course that's more prevalent in some in some cultures compared to others but I think as a generality on the whole it's still looked at as a very dirty secret. So speaking with anxiety specifically, because you've dealt with it, and I know a lot of people that have it, my wife suffers from it. Do you believe that you can help people? I don't want to use the word cure, but deal with that so that it isn't as prevalent in their lives, no matter what level of anxiety they're going through? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Okay. I mean, I have what the work that I do has helped women. Because of course, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the first things doctors do is, oh, here's some meds. Let's, let's, well, let's that's get what you on these medications. And yeah, this is exactly. why I, I was so upset with the process and how it was dealt with because I was fairly young. I was 26 yeah. at the time and I really didn't know, but I have women, some women in their 60s, 70s, you know, have dealt with this for, for their whole life. And and when they learn the tools that I teach them, they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I had known this back in my yeah. 20s, back in my 30s. Life would have been so much easier. It would have been easier to handle this right. because, you know, once you have anxiety, you will always have to deal with anxiety. Right. I mean, and, and this, this is coming from a person that has dealt with it herself and has helped women cope better yeah. with the anxiety. That's right. You yes. can, it's there's no cure for it, but no. you you give the women the tools in exactly. their tool belt to help cope with it and and yes. control it. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now I want to go back to speaking about self love and women's empowerment. I mean, the media, of course, plays a huge part in all of this stuff as mm. well. Where I feel part of me thinks that it's almost like these words have become buzzwords and the cool words to use, the in phrases to speak about. Mm. And I mean, the media obviously has played a huge part in, I don't want to say watering down those words, but it's almost like they've taken away the authenticity of those phrases and the meaning of those words. What do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that whole movement and how the media has played a part? Or do you even agree with that? I and this is just me. This is just me. Yeah. I think the movement of women's empowerment has been around forever. Right. Since back, back in the day. And I feel in, in a way media tends to place emphasis on some aspects that they'll really serve women. <laughs> and they portray women who are empowered in these ways that I don't necessarily agree with. 
Okay. For example, I'm just going to name the big one, alcohol. Most times a liberated quote unquote woman is portrayed with a glass of wine or some other, you know, you know, martini or something yeah. in her hand. And this is supposed to reflect empowerment and liberation. And, and which is when it's completely the opposite. This is something that I'm starting to talk more about with women because the effects of alcohol on our nervous system, especially if you're dealing with anxiety, especially if you're dealing with depression, it actually causes more depression to surface. And so I guess I, I just ask women to be cautious on what they're placing emphasis on to, especially in this world of social media, when yeah. everything on Instagram is perfect and there's you no know, such thing as perfect. Look, Made to look with the filters perfect (laughs) and don't let media decide what looks, how that should look for you basically is is important. Well, it's affecting our younger generation because they see this on social media and think this is how they should be. It's completely unrealistic. You having young girls, you know what that's about. I have, I have granddaughters. I have two, I have two young daughters. They're 20 and 22. And it's horrible that the media portrays this absolutely unrealistic, idealistic view of how women should look. Yes. I agree. I agree. I guess we we just need to continue to educate our children because that's where it all starts, that this is unrealistic and you cannot possibly expect to look that way or be that way. It's impossible. And to also educate our, our young men. Yeah. And, and our, our sons and, and grandsons, I have grandsons too, Yeah, you know, and, and I've had a conversation with my, my, my oldest, my nine-year-old, um, when I was visiting him in Santa Fe, you have to bring this to, for them to understand too, yes. this is not normal either. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. funny. You think about all of this that's gone on and that is going on in social media and all boys, it seems tend to get lost in the shuffle, I guess Mm -hmm. it's, there's more focus on women and from some aspects, rightfully so, because women have had to deal with so much bullshit because of men, but our boys need Mm. to be encouraged and empowered as well as our girls. Yes. Right. Yes. So speaking of empowerment, what do you do as a grandmother then of grandson or mm-hmm. grandsons, what do you do to empower the boys as opposed to or versus the girls in your family? Mm-hmm. Liberation. Okay. I teach them liberation. This was one one of the big things I was talking to my my oldest Keanu about. His name is Keanu. And okay. I was telling him that, you know, I started to notice a pattern in his speech of okay. he kept apologizing. Right. He kept apologizing. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and one of the things that I really work with women on is there's no sorries in this yeah. work. I don't want you to apologize anymore because we use sorry so freely. Like it's like, it doesn't even have a meaning anymore. Yeah. I feel. Yep. And so just really saving your sorries for, for the good, for the good ones. And that you don't need to apologize for speaking up sometimes. And you, you know, that I do want to hear what you have to say, even though you're nine, Mm -hmm. I want to hear what you have to say. You have a voice. Exactly. So that liberation of feeling free to be you in every, Mm -hmm. any way, every way in your speech, in your movement to embody the most joyous version of yourself. That to me is empowerment. Beautiful. So that would be your definition of empowerment as well then? Yeah, okay. it is. 
I feel to embody empowerment is, and, and to help another woman feel that. Yeah. Maria, what excites or lights you up the most about the work that you do? Seeing women transform in front of my eyes. That's like the best, especially at my retreats. I hold three, four day retreats a year okay. um, in different places in the world. And mm-hmm. the process I walk them through literally transforms the women and the women that arrives on Thursday transforms into a powerful goddess by Sunday. And <laughs> it's like, it. I just love that transformation. And, and women are like, I don't know if that's going to happen for me. You know, they arrive on Thursday. I'm like, I don't know if that's going to happen to me. And then by Sunday, they're like, I can't believe that happened for me. <laughs> you know, for me, that's like the biggest gift ever. Yeah. You know, like, yes. So powerful witnessing transformation is incredibly powerful. I mean, I witness it on a different level, being a photographer, a boudoir photographer, helping to empower women through the genre of photography. But, and I liken it to watching a caterpillar transform into a Mm -hmm. butterfly. It is one of the most incredible things to witness in this world, to see Mm -hmm. that happen and unfold right before your very eyes, to see transformation, whether it be through your, the, the methods that you use and you see through coaching or me as a photographer, seeing this veil be lifted and this transformation, it is, mm. it's indescribable. There aren't enough words to properly convey and describe what it feels like to see that and be part of that is just mm-hmm. beyond words. Yeah. So powerful. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Seeing as you work specifically with women, what are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women run businesses. I want to talk a little bit about that and leadership and things like that. Sure. I love to see women take ownership of their talents and making change happen, not just for themselves, but also for their communities. I always say that when a woman finds her liberation, her gift, her seva, as we say in yoga, Mm -hmm. she gives other women the permission to do the same. And as, as wild and as, as big as a dream can be, um, women running businesses, a business is creating the new earth, as we yeah. say, an earth that embodies the divine feminine. And that is a beautiful thing to witness. Beautiful thing to witness. That landscape mm-hmm. is is drastically changing too. It's incredible. Yes. And I think, again, part of that is due to what the world has gone through with the global pandemic and Mm -hmm. shifting the mindset and shifting the way of thinking around all of that. And Mm -hmm. I think women are tired of being treated like shit in the corporate world and not getting their dues and not getting equal pay for doing the same job as their male counterparts or not Mm -hmm. enough women getting seats at the table. And they're Mm -hmm. just saying, you know what, fuck it, then I am going to break out of this bullshit and be my own CEO. Yeah. And even my own father. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I quit my corporate job this year and, and mm-hmm. he said, are you crazy? What are you thinking? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I do. And I'm going to make more money doing that. And he goes, I don't believe that. I don't understand that. I don't, I, you know, <laughs> to him, it, he can't grasp yeah. the concept of, you know, he still thinks I'm just a yoga instructor and <laughs> he's like, how are you going to make money? How are you going to live? And, and that mentality. Yeah mentality is like what is what we need to bust through and and well 
I think that as far as, let's just look at it corporate wise, the older white gentlemen who are in those positions of leadership and power in these corporations, we're not going to change their way of thinking. It's not going to happen. It's it's impossible. But I think where the change starts is the younger generation coming into these corporations and their take on things, shifting the mindset around that Mm -hmm. is where the change is going to start happening. Yeah. Because you're not going to change the old white guy's minds. It's not going to happen. They're they're stuck in their ways and Mm -hmm. that's that. You can't teach an old dog tricks. There you go. Yes. So what do you think then is the most significant barrier to female leadership, would you say? Getting past the patriarchal thinking. The white men. <laughs> the mentality yeah. of the deep wound that women yeah. have to be and act like a man in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. Because it's ingrained. It's ingrained in our world. It's ingrained in us. And, and we can be empathic, compassionate, graceful, and find success and then some. Yeah. Women can be very successful if we just allowed more flow to be just in the flow and just allow, surrender and allow. In Tantra, there's the teaching of, you know, bringing things to balance, bringing the, the male and the female energies into balance within ourselves. And some of us are very manly, even though we're female. Yeah. <laughs> we like to control a little bit too much. Right. It's finding that balance and getting away from that thinking. I think that's what's going to what's going to liberate more women to step up into leadership roles. Uh, that it's hard though when <clears throat> women have been conditioned for so long to believe yes. that you know what you cannot have it all. You can't have the career and the family mm-hmm. and be successful and 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 you can only do one or the other. And yes. obviously this is drastically changing, but it's about breaking that conditioning and that way of thinking and getting the women to it. see. Yes. That, that word. they can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a lot more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're getting there. We're getting yeah. there, but it's going to take a lot more. Slowly. Yeah. It's slowly happening. I think it, it I is. think it needs to happen quicker than what it is, but at least we are seeing some change and a bit of progress yes. around all of that, which is better than nothing at all and better than going in reverse. I agree. What advice do you have for women looking to grow either their own business or within the company they work for? I say, be yourself, speak up, believe in your dream. and know that you're worthy of reaching the level of success that you desire. Take a step towards your goal each day. Even when I was in my corporate job, I was a budget analyst. (laughs) Even though I was in in that job, I was still working towards my dream. I was doing a little something each day because I knew my goal what my goal was. So taking a step towards your goal each day, you will see how that one step will give you the courage to take the next step. And then the next step, you don't have to have it all planned out. Yeah. You don't have to have it perfect. That's another thing that we, uh, yeah, we, I was we just wait, gonna say. we wait for perfection Yeah, and perfection will come. But you have to go through the process of getting there. And this but I don't, I don't be, think there's any such thing as perfection. I think it's imperfectly the perfection, perfect. like the best that you feel that you can get. Yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean by perfection, yeah. you know, and just know that through the journey, you're mm-hmm. going to get it right. And it's going to be amazing, but you're going to have to go through, you know, maybe some moments of, Oh, I, I shouldn't have done that. I'm learning through the process of yeah. learning 
a learning through the process of getting to manifest that that career for yourself. One more thing I wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, of course, is, absolutely. Is also to focus on the end result for everyone, yeah. not just for yourself. There you go. That, That's key. You know, remembering that we are one. This is no, there's no duality because when we're working on our soul's purpose and we focus on how it's going to benefit others, universe has no choice but to give you all the tools that you need to get to that. Brilliantly said. That's it. When your higher purpose or your mission is something that is in service to others, yes. you cannot lose. That's that's honestly, you know, I've thought about this a lot and finding your purpose in life is a thing, a feat in itself, because you mm. think about the millions upon millions of people who never do. Mm -hmm. But when you find that purpose and have that purpose, give back impact and be of service to others, that's like mm. winning the lottery twice. You, It's oh. the most incredible thing in the world. Absolutely. Yes. And that's <laughs> what it's about. When you, when you focus on that and give back. That's what it's all about. I mean, imagine everybody, if everybody did oh, that, what a world it, we would be. Exactly. Exactly. Right? It, it yeah. would be such a beautiful place. And I think, I think we're seeing a shift again, as a result of COVID where people are realizing that, you know what, we don't have to live the way we've been conditioned to live anymore. Things are changing and it's mm -hmm. okay. And we can still survive with this shift mm -hmm. and the shift is beneficial to so yeah. many people. So being a women's empowerment advocate, what do you do to empower yourself? I keep believing. I keep surrendering. I keep trusting in spirit and source. I do my practices. I take care of my body. I practice what I teach. If you follow me on social media and you see my stories on Instagram, you can see how I live. I mean, empowerment is a daily practice. We are our biggest, like I said, our biggest cheerleaders. And we have yeah. to give ourselves that kind of love every day. The love that we want to receive, we have to give it to ourselves. For the sure. way we treat ourselves is actually teaching others how we want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And so I love myself every day, each day, every day. <laughs> and this is how I empower myself daily. And this is what I teach women to do. Beautiful. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful, Maria? To just be myself through the process, to be real, to be raw. I always say I'm either for you or I'm not, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I really am. I really am okay with that. I curse a lot, and I'm not going to say what I'm thinking right now, but... <laughs> say whatever you're thinking. Go ahead. Let it out. I give zero fucks. <laughs> there you go. That's you know, it. like you have to get to the place where you just give zero fucks. Yeah. And you really have to fill your cup. And I always say, you know, you, you hear this all the time. You have to have your cup filled. Yes. So you have to have your cup filled for yourself. For sure. And the overflow is for others. Absolutely. It has to overflow so that that overflow supports on the others, not the stuff that's in the cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're on an airplane, they tell you, put your own oxygen yes. mask on first before you help anybody. And that's exactly yes. what that's all about. Yes. So I just keep it real. I really do. Zero fucks to be given. Zero fucks. <laughs> yes. And I teach everybody to do that. <laughs> I love it. It's such it's, a liberation. It's, it's true it's really though. Is. It's so true. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Being happy, doing what fills your soul. That's success. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? God is within me, not outside of me. And I am a co-creator of life with my source. 
So I gave my power away before mm -hmm. I knew that. And I didn't take action because I was waiting for the thing to happen, right? Now I pray, I sit, I meditate, I wait for the download. I take action towards what I desire. I wait again, I wait. And I see if universe responds back with some action that supports it. And then I press forward. That's co-creation. Love it. That's the power of co-creation. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Slow the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it. I could say it. I could say it so yeah, it. of course okay. you can. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> Slow the fuck down. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> I mean, really think about it. If we just... I just like encourage everybody that's listening to this just to slow the fuck down. Like yeah. just talk slower, walk slower, eat slower, really take the moment in. I mean, that mm -hmm. really pushes you to be in the present. It really yeah. does. Well, we're, we're so caught in this convenient state. Now we want everything. Now we want, we don't want to wait. There's no more patience. People are not oh, patient whatsoever. No. Everybody wants everything immediately. And sorry, but yeah. that's not the fucking way life works. No, it's not. There's no rapid fixes. No, there there but isn't. everyone's looking for that magic bullet and that quick fix for everything. And mm -hmm. there is no, there is no quick fix or magic bullet you got to put in the work if you want something yeah whether that be with go. self or mm -hmm. you want to grow your business or you want to yes. get that next get to the next level in that corporate whatever it is yes. you got to work for it and it takes time you're not there's no fast track mm -hmm. you said it and the you sooner we the realize work. that the better off we'll all be Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's one of the things in my first consultation with women is like, I tell them, I say, you've got to do the work. Yeah. Be willing to do the work. This is not going to come, you know, by tomorrow. No, you have to put in the effort. You, yeah. you know, you're going to get out of this, what you put into it. That's no one I'm else not gonna is going to do the work for you. you. That's no. it. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Right exactly. there. I yeah. mean, we are the masters of our own destiny. We have the remote control. Mm -hmm. Only we can change the channel. Yes. Yeah. And that's it. But so many people don't want to put in the work or are too mm -hmm. lazy or are too frightened to do when we're talking about self work, they're mm -hmm. too scared to go within and look within and see mm -hmm. what's buried beneath. Yeah. Right. I have, I have so many women who look at my Instagram and they're checking me out, you know, yeah. quote unquote, checking me out and they see pictures of my retreats or, or my workshops and women are like, crying you know and they're like and they're like oh my god that looks intense you know yep. and it's like i don't know if i'm ready and i'm like well you will know when you're ready you will know yeah you'll want to sure. come yeah something intrigued you about the work so yeah. you know yeah it's just funny i you know you're, you're gonna you're gonna be ready eventually and that's what i tell him i said you'll be ready when you're ready you'll call me back <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah maria what is your personal motto just breathe the breath saves you from being a very bad human sometimes just breathe what is <laughs> the most recent investment you've made in yourself this year being my 50th around the sun i actually invested in myself to travel especially after you know yes the covid year i love traveling and so i went to several retreats just for me, just to attend, you know, I'm the one that usually gives the retreats. And this yeah. year I 
attended retreats and it was fabulous. I traveled to Mexico. I went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, it was just amazing. Good for you. We need to do that more often. We need to yes. spoil ourselves and treat ourselves well, and do things that are just for us. Yeah. Well, especially if you hold space for others. And yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. You know, you, that's, that's you got to be the example. You got to be the example too. Yeah. Of, of the work. And for sure. So, yeah. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type yeah. thing. Okay. Okay. What was your dream job as a child? Flight attendant. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Will cause you to wake the fuck up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How would you describe yourself in one word? Colorful. What would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? Devoted and safe. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To love. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Ah, that one was kind of a hard one. I mean, because I have inner peace, but I think mm -hmm. that that's, that's a hard thing for people. You can't yep. buy inner peace. You have to work for that. Yeah. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? I would bring in more feminine flow. What is one of your favorite quotes? Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Marion Williamson. Love that quote. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs> Maria, what does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Vibrant, peaceful, and magnetic. Yeah. What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? I am completely grateful that people that help me rise and learn more about myself keep showing up for me to support me. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, who would it be? It can be anyone in the world. My mother. She passed in September 11th. She passed. I'm sorry. And I would love, thank you. I would love to have a conversation across the veil with her. Yeah. What do you do to keep yourself inspired every day and to inspire others? I do the work. I read inspirational books. I lift myself up by working out daily, getting my sweat on. I call it the baptism. You got to get your baptism on. Baptize yourself. <laughs> Baptize yourself, child, with some sweat each day. Purify <laughs> yourself. And, and I maintain a, a daily sadhana, a daily morning practice mm -hmm. that involves breath work, involves embodiment. Sometimes it's dance. Sometimes it's crying. Sometimes it's screaming. Sometimes it changes form each day. Yeah. And I write, I free write, I brain dump because that's how, that's where I find a lot of inspiration actually in what is in my brain mm -hmm. <laughs> and it comes out in paper. Yeah. Sometimes it really wows me. Like, wow, that was, where did there. that come from? <laughs> yeah, that was in there. Wow. I didn't, <laughs> didn't expect that to come out, but yeah, that's how I do it. What is one of your biggest failures or we'll use the word life lessons or teachable moments. And what did you learn from it? I don't think we have failures. Mm -hmm. I think we have moments that are detours in the right direction. And for me, it was not believing fully in that I had this gift because I almost, I almost launched this business way before <laughs> back in, oh my gosh, it's 2007. I want to say I was thinking about doing this and I didn't believe in myself then. And I wish I had, but I, I guess it wasn't the time. 
yeah. I wasn't yeah. in the time in the in the right time frame for my life to support. And so yeah, that's cut for me. It's still kind of like, oh, I wish. Yeah. You know, I wish I had done, I had really just really believed in myself then. And that comes up for me every, every now and then, but, yeah. but that's okay. You know, I just, it was a detour. I needed to, I needed to take that detour and yeah, focus you on something ready for else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me about a moment when a person's kindness has made a difference in your life? I was having a really bad day and I was out at the grocery store and a woman just came out of nowhere. It was like she was an angel. And she came out and she said I was beautiful and asked if she could hug me because she had a deep calling to do so. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I just started crying. I just melted in her arms and she gave me the best hug ever. And I never forgotten that hug. And I still get teary eyed talking about it because it's something that I really needed. And after that point, I always trusted my intuition. I always trusted the download. And even if it's a total stranger, I will say the kind word. I will send the smile that way or a direction. I will, you know, offer to help or whatever it is that I feel called to do, I will do it because I have done it so many times now since that moment, since that hug that I see now, we need to do more of that. You know, if you see a woman that is wearing a beautiful dress and you think to yourself, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. She looks so vibrant. Just tell her. Yeah. Just fucking, just fucking tell her. Speak it. You know, That's it. You never know. That's the, the one thing that woman needed that day in order to do the brave thing, the scary thing, you never know what that act will help another human do. That's right. Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would Mm -hmm. that piece of advice be? Have more fun. (laughs) Pretty plain and simple. (laughs) Have more fun. Just have more fun. And I apply that in everything I do. Like even if I find myself doing my work and I'm I'm not having fun, okay, how can I make this more fun for myself? Because I am not experiencing fun right now. And I'll turn on some fun music. I'll get up and dance and shake my ass. I'll light some candles, you know, and I'll change the frequency, the energy, the vibration of the room in order for me to feel like I'm having fun. You know, it's just have fun. Life's short. Have fun while we're here, right? Yeah. Lastly, Maria, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? Always seek to speak and touch someone so that you leave an energetic imprint on them. They will never forget how you made them feel. They will never forget it. Beautifully said. Maria, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey of women's empowerment. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. You are a truly inspirational and beautiful soul. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you. Thank you, Brad. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a treat. Such a treat. Made my afternoon. Excellent. Well, I'm glad I could do that for you. You made my afternoon as well. The conversation was beautifully engaging and informative and inspiring. Mm. You are such an inspiring woman. So thank you. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Maria Brito. She is a women's empowerment coach. Thanks so much, Maria. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too, Brad. Talk to you soon.
Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.